Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara, and unfortunately, I don't know. Something's going on with my computer, and I'm going to have to change zones because I can't bring Bob on. I can't get the switchboard to work. I can see Bob for the first time sitting out in front of me, and so if you all will just listen to me, and we welcome you to Blog Talk Radio. We truly do. This is You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. It's Bob and Mara today coming from California, from the same location that uh, at exactly the same time. And said, we're, In fact, we're even set up in a radio-type program where I can look out and see Bob. But for some reason, I'm having a a switchboard nightmare today and um, hopefully if you'll give me a couple of seconds I'd like to invite all of you to call in today and talk the topic is going to be he or she made me do it and that is let's see if we can get this switchboard going. I don't know what's going on with that, but Bob now coming in to stand beside me, so hopefully. Uh, let me try the switchboard. Can you believe this? Here we are alive. Oh, there we are. Now I've got the switchboard and I'm going to bring him on. There we go. Good hey, Bob, morning. you're on the air. Yes, oh, I can hear morning. you now. <laughs> you can actually <laughs> see each other through a window. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell it's live. I'm looking at him uh, through this window like we're at a radio station. It's it, That part is fun. I think we need a second of Be Still Thy Soul. We'll play it behind us while Bob assumes responsibility for the program now that we're moving. Thank you, Bob. You're on. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's so great to be here to be able to see Mara through the window. I likewise <laughs> was having a few issues with the switchboard this morning. But it's just wonderful to be here in Mara's tree house. It's just an amazing place where we're sitting here up above on the second story surrounded by trees and can look upward and you know that there's nothing but good things ahead. Just take a look up and look at the life in the trees above you. It's just wonderful. The I wanted to thank the folks that called in last week. I wanted to thank Bridget and Brian and Dre Mack for calling in. And I'd like to invite everyone to call in again this week. And the call-in number is 646-595-3584. Give us a jingle. We'd love to chat and talk to you about anything that's related to love. We'd like to talk to you. So give us a call. The, As Mara said, this week we are broadcasting live together from... California, and just great to be here, and wow, isn't this music just wonderful? Very now that it finally came on, I, I swear it's switchboard <laughs> hell today. We're really going to have to believe in synchronicity, that's for sure. Thank you all for joining us right now today. Please do remember to call in. We may only get our two reminders in sync at 646-595-3584. But we really enjoyed speaking with Bridget and Brian and Dark. I'm sorry, you know what? Yeah, I, I want to say Dar, and I know that there's actually more after that name, Darson, than a name. We loved your contribution to our show, and we hope you join us today. And be uh, patient with us, because for some reason we started the song and it ended. So, well, I guess it's going on. It doesn't no, look like no, it on the switchboard for me, but... I wonder yeah, if since we are on. I wonder since we're both trying to do, do the switchboard from the similar IP address off of your network. Oh, that's that great. Up, you think? Maybe, maybe that's it. Last time we were together, so maybe we you need to release. To run the switchboard. <laughs> I'll let it go. <laughs> I just need yeah. to sit back okay. and relax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turn off your sure switchboard. <laughs> it's off, so now you should be okay, fine. Okay, now we'll see. <laughs> Now the soul can be still. <laughs> There's an uh, element of slipstack comedy to our show, folks. We know that. But, you know, uh, I guess it's slip slap, but uh, it's, um, it's live. There's no doubt about it. 
Yeah, the fact long. that we're, we may have a window, but we are 10 feet apart <laughs> might cause uh, Blog Talk Radio to have a little confusion about who's really running the program today. <laughs> I only run this My switchboard, Bob runs the program. I just want to thank you for having me here at your home. It's just wonderful, beautiful to be here with you. And thank you. It's been very relaxing, very enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I've, uh, so what are your, uh, so tell us about your week last week, your, your time in, um, Phoenix. In Phoenix. Oh, it was, it was mostly just work, <laughs> really. Mostly work and just thinking about coming out here. You know, sometimes that's what you, what I do anyway, is just think about what's, what's coming up next and, keep my eyes set on that which maybe takes me away from the moment for a while and not enjoy what's there but thinking about what's coming and I think that's what we all sometimes need to do is remember think about being in the moment rather than what's coming up ahead because you missed what's there that's so true that's so true it is um, I don't know my week has been interesting as always I think I feel like I'm learning important lessons uh, as the more I stay in the moment the more uh, the lessons you know seem to come through and and I I guess I'm willing to apply them to myself I don't know about any of you out there but sometimes it's kind of scary applying the lesson to yourself for me because guy that means guess what I'm not perfect I don't know all things you know I'm not the the be-all and end-all and there's something left much left for me to learn and yes, uh, there is for all of us and I said you know Micah many times will remind me hey you don't you're not practicing what you preach <laughs> and I just laugh and say well remember you know I, I may I may you know be able to give out information and give be be of help to others, but sometimes we're the last ones that take our own advice, right? But no, that's right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and yet, I think that now, as we kind of are sharing this joint view of looking at trees that are just brimming with light from love from God. Oh, they are. We just see the glory of that. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm part of those trees. Okay, folks, you can consider me a Looney Tune, but I believe that all the energy around us, we're connected to it. And that's why hurt not the heavens, nor the earth, nor the seas has such magnificent meaning, because in doing that, you're hurting yourself. You truly are hurting yourself. And um, I, we sometimes miss out on that. And now maybe we're seeing the consequences uh, you know, we've got uh, our earth, the land mass is getting covered with 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 garbage, and the garbage consumes energy in space, and uh, our air is polluted, and that affects us. So we have breathing issues now that perhaps were not as prominent in the past. And um, the water that we drink now, many of us drink water from bottles, what is what does that say to us? And then, because we're drinking water from bottles, what are we doing with the bottles? We're adding to the waste. And right, so, and I've heard this week, friend, I've, I've heard, you know, that using the bottles, that it's actually being linked to health problems by from drinking that water because there's things that are leaching in from the plastic that it's in. Mm-hmm, so not only mm-hmm. that, but it's also causing problems because of, because of the material that it's made with, so we're trying to save ourselves, or save our bodies from intaking water that's not pure and filtered, which maybe isn't even a good thing. Because did we, you know, is it, maybe we need those vitamins and minerals, and maybe some type of imbalances that might exist in natural water that we need to have. You know, and that's so true. I was thinking the other day, are we really meant to live in such bacteria-free environment? You know, uh, Bob and I are planning a trip to uh, Tibet, which is a fun part of this trip to be talking about that. But it just suddenly hit me. This isn't a Hilton safari. 
that we're talking about here. You know, I mean, we're we're <laughs> literally going to be going to. <laughs> when Bob said we need to take our own antibiotic, and that's not a judgment of the Tibetans. Please, no, that is not a judgment of them, but instead of what sterile environments we live in. Uh, and, you know, you spray with antibacterial here and antibacterial there. Well, you know what? It seems to me that bacteria still seems to be around. It just seems to be getting stronger. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I, you. I don't know if you noticed last night when we went to dinner, there was even a thing in the entrance to go eat that you could put <laughs> antibacterial uh, foam on your hands before you went into the restaurant. Did you notice that? And there was some there on the way out as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hit yourself twice, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't think it had any reflection on the restaurant at all. I think it's, you know, feeding into the paranoia of the people that, you know, we go to the grocery store. And, yeah, I pick up the little wipey towel now and wipe off the, the I think it causes more fear, you know, cle- clearing off the, what do you call it, the little push cart in the grocery store yeah. that, you know, a lot of places have now the wipes or <laughs> foam to put on your hands, and yeah, we're all just all protected, and yet, you know, we're throwing new chemicals into our bodies. Remember, we're all connected, all the parts, and so we're affecting our bodies. And so, there's a lot of ways to look at connection. And if even if you can't believe that the energy of the trees, uh, like the man who wrote the Celestine Prophecy believed, that the energy of the trees is there for our taking, and by the way, I believe it is, go sit by a tree and just breathe in and out, breathe in and out, and you will just, I I dare you, call me next week at 646-595-3584 and tell me that you didn't feel an energy boost. And then, of even course, a dead really, tree. <laughs> even a dead tree. It's amazing. And so here we are. But even if we don't want to go that far, my friends, even if we don't want to see ourselves all connected, we certainly can see the connection between our individual activities and what's happening on this planet. You know, and even some of the more what we call the lesser developed, these I don't think we still use the world the word third world countries. Those countries that, by the way, think we're a third world country now, but um, be careful with the derogatory <laughs> words that you throw around because inevitably they'll come back to visit you. But um, those countries uh, are being affected by choices that we're making. Right. Just take the immunizations that, you know, I went and got a lot of immunizations for a trip, that I'm, an upcoming trip and. You know, there's things that they were talking about getting a polio vaccine and getting, you know, vaccines for things that I thought were eradicated, but now they're coming back and they're coming back stronger. And that's because, yeah, we eradicated them in the United States, but because we have that, want that sterile environment here. But if, you know, you're going to other countries now, there's a lot of polio that's out there in Africa and Asia and and just all these other things that we take for granted that we're not going to get because we've been immunized and we've even stopped immunizing people for polio. And you know now if you're going to travel, you need those things because we're not, we are more global and more connected. It's just another example of how everyone is so connected now and you can be somewhere halfway across the world in less than a day. Yeah, it's amazing. In fact, when we're talking about our trip, we're talking about 14 hours and we'll be in Beijing or from Beijing to Chicago. I mean, it's uh, it's truly amazing to short distances how connected we are. And last week we talked about the fact that uh, here we have people from Singapore and around the world listening to our program. Uh, and that's not from an ego-driven um, perspective, because believe me, there are a lot of uh, programs here on Blog Talk Radio that are far more, um, what word do I want to use, have far more listeners than we do. When you look at their numbers, you know, periodically you can see them and namaste to them. I'm, I'm pleased that they're uh, able to do that. But the reality is uh, we are... Um, you know, we nonetheless, our small program, our simple message of love is being heard around the world. And and that's just uplifting. It truly is uplifting. 
You know, Bob, I think uh, what you don't know and what I can tell is that I'm having great difficulty running the switchboard here today, so I'm going to have to pass on looking at you through. Well, maybe not. Now I'm back on again. We'll see what happens. Uh, if it disconnects again, I may go to the big computer. Hello. Okay. <laughs> this way we can see each other's mouth moving and we know to shut up and <laughs> not interrupt. Yeah. If you notice few interruptions. <laughs> No, it's also a little difficult because it is time-lapsed a little bit from mm-hmm. what I hear you. T- I see your lips stop moving, but I still hear you talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you begin the Janelle Moon, and I'm going to go down to the office where the big computer is, if you'll excuse me. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can even put your switchboard back up probably. <laughs> no, no, don't, no, don't. No, I won't. <laughs> ISP. Okay. <laughs> Uh, again, thanks everyone for being here. I hope that everyone is, remembers to wake up every morning and say thank you. Thank you to for just anything that's around you, for the trees, for the water, for the bottled water even, for anything that's around you, be thankful. The Today we'll start our centering exercise with uh, with from Janelle Moon from her book, How to Pray Without Being Religious. Uh, there is a seed in you that is your center. It is your spiritual center and is the place where your love sprouts and grows. It lies in the heart, in the deepest place of your being, where love is never-ending. It is the place where love can find protection. Love can find its root. Love can find its wings to grow. This is your center. This is the place in you that holds heart with harmony. This is the place in which you matter. From your heart, you are centered. You are in a green, growing place of love. Love starts with you and shines its face on you. Love loves you. Love spreads to your neighbors, to the world. You are centered. You are love. You are centered in the wonder of love. Let us just take a few moments to feel our hearts beating inside us. Feel the blood going through our bodies. Let's pull some air up through our feet as if we're a big, tall tree with big roots and sitting there in the water, sitting in the dirty, muddy water that surrounds it after being irrigated and pulling up that water up through the roots. And as you would pull the oxygen up through the trunk of your body, up into your lungs, filling your lungs with oxygen, filling them up and feel as if you're climbing up that tree and that you're sitting up in that area where the tree is branching off and you're just sitting there and now you may be a little, feel a little like you need to let that breath out and push that breath out of your body. Feel it going down the back of your back side of your body. Feel that air, all the take all the negative energy and push it back out. Blow all of the negativity out of your body. Blow it back into the earth. As you sit there in that tree, you just look around at all of the beauty of nature that's there and take in some deep breaths, just taking in the full beauty of the green leaves, the brown branches, the light that's shining through the trees and illuminating some leaves and leaving others dark, perfect for a picture. And pull in that air as you hear the wonderful drum beats of the music, pulling that energy from the music and the drums and the nature and the trees that are around you and pull that energy up into your lungs. And again, release that breath and release all of the breath. Release until it hurts, that you just can't get any more breath out of your lungs. Releasing all of the stale energy that's there. All the stale breath, air. Releasing that carbon dioxide and thinking of the synchronicity that you have with that tree that needs requires your carbon dioxide as you require the oxygen that it releases. Pull your body up and pull that 
air up through your body, feeling the oxygen oxygenating your blood as you pull it up through your feet and up through your calves and your thighs and feel your body tingle with the oxygen that's coming through and over-oxygenating your blood, pulling that air up, fill those lungs, and let's release together. Sit silently and listen to the wonderful music and bring, keep yourself at center, taking in deep breaths for a few moments. And Mara will lead us in a prayer. music we're listening to is Anahata's Heaven, and I really love the feeling of that music, because despite some elements of discordance, it has such a peaceful feel to it. And I think many times when we talk about heaven, we forget that there can be heaven on earth. And today, for this moment, let us help create heaven on earth between us and with others. Let's reach our right arm out and begin to feel the energy, the soul connection of each of us one to the other. Our chakras are aligned, our divining rods are open, and we are being infused with the divine spirit following our centering exercise. And now I want you to pull your breath up, and as you come to your right arm, send the breath coursing around the right arm. Feel the arm elongating and connecting with others who are listening now or who will listen. And feel the connection as each person, each hand grasps another. Each right hand grasps a left hand. Feel this. Feel this energy now coming full circle around and feel the energy of those who are listening coming through your left arm into your body and transfusing up and down, uniting as one whole together. Today's program is about personal accountability, responsibility, the choices that each of us make on a daily basis. Our refusal to look to someone to blame and our desire to look for solutions. Divine One, Creator of all things, Master, Mistress of the Universe, Allah, Yahweh, the Great Spirit, God, Love. Unite our energies today in our spirits so that as we go forth today, one moment at a time, we remember to reflect our highest self. And when we forget, and we are pulled into the chaos, we forget the peace of this music, the peace of this moment, that we remember, I am okay. And we reach out to solve and help lead mankind through love to a different perspective on things. We ask this in the name of all that is holy, which is all that is. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. It is just so peaceful here. Just so peaceful. I know, isn't it? <laughs> I know. It is. It is. Yes, and it's, it truly it's a is. product of your manifestation, which just makes it so much more 
so more so much more exciting around that because it's something that you've written about in your in your in your diary and thought about and 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 using that power of of positive thinking and the power of the law of attraction you've attracted this to yourself that without without not not without any work at all but without much work at all it kind of just fell into your lap and it's just so wonderful and I'm so excited and happy for you Thank you. And I think we can almost say without any work at all. I mean, it, it's truly amazing. The only things I, the only challenge I have is learning to continue to love spiders. I'm sitting in the office and there are eight spiders, <laughs> giant guys, all beginning to form their webs. I swear if I didn't come out here every day, I would walk in through a gigantic spider web and now they're all poised <laughs> in the corners of the room looking down at me as I'm doing my thing here. But I will tell you, my friends, the glory, the absolute glory of this place is I was in a, uh, I'm just like all of you, I'm, I'm a human being with foibles and make, who make mistakes, and I was in a relationship that was dysfunctional, and, and, I, and I've come to know dysfunction doesn't arise from lack of love, it arises from dysfunction, it's just not working, and um <laughs> You know, and my daughter gave me this book called The Law of Attraction. And the book challenges you to literally set out what your divine dream is. How do you dream your life? How do you want it to be? Now, I find that word dream kind of interesting because when you read any Hindu literature, you, you know, they often refer to life as a dream, as a delusion, as though there's some grand spirit that's having this dream and we're a player in it, to kind of the matrix on a more loving level. And, um, in my opinion. Anyway, so, um, but I did. I sat down and I wrote down what I wanted in my life. I wanted to bring to me a man that I would be compatible with in all things in marriage. Not that I'm necessarily into marriage, but it seems to me that if you have a compatible marriage, you're in a good place. You have a compatible relationship. You work together. You know, you scratch each other's scratch itches. So, and then I, in very precise detail, described the type of house I wanted. And at one point, I thought I had found it. And yet, I showed Bob that place yesterday. And the thing the thing that concerned me about that particular dwelling was that I thought it would encourage me to isolate, which I'm inclined to do. Kind of a shy person, believe it or not. Friendly, but shy. And um, so... I said, you know, love, I'm not sure that this is the right place for me. So what I ask is, could you please bring to me the right place? And the next day I got a phone call from someone saying, I think I have a house you'd be interested in. Now, folks, that's manifestation. Also, the dysfunctional relationship ended. And... um, we still love each other and care for each other, but not like that anymore as friends. And it's it's very different. Uh, there's been huge changes. And when I look back and I track those changes, and I'm just going to throw one more in, Bob, because I don't want to do all the talking, but <laughs> one more change that occurred was that I wrote down that I wanted to talk to people around the world about how much God loves them just the way they are. That there's nothing they have to do. There's no program they have to go to. There's no money they have to spend that they don't want to spend. There is no book they need to buy. There is nothing they need to do but simply take three deep breaths. And to me, the manifestation of that is this radio program with the corollary that I wanted to give people uniquely created, divinely inspired you, which we do on the program. We send it to them electronically. And so I feel like I've got a checklist of manifestations, all of which have come to pass. And not because I'm special in God's eyes, folks, because I'm not. I'm just like you. Just like you. 
So I really believe in manifestation journals. Or a manifestation, uh, as we do at home, is we have our collages mm-hmm. that show those pictures there, and they're, they're very powerful. <laughs> it's it's a, Be careful what you start to dream for, what you put down on paper that you want, because it, it will come to you. And, you know, be careful in the things that you say that are negative because those will come back to you as well. You know, we were chatting yesterday. Yesterday Mm -hmm. we were chatting and I was telling you about an uh, an experience I had with a lady from South America who she she lives in the U.S. now and she's been here for 35 years and we were just talking about, about dreams and about, you know, people aspiring to do different things. And she said, you know, when I grew up, I grew up, poor she said and you know the one thing you know that she brought up is she said you know if you go to um other countries where two underdeveloped countries that you know there was a lot of poverty there and we were talking about she was talking about how she knows a lot of younger people that are going and helping in those countries and more people joining the peace corps and more people that are becoming involved in development projects in underdeveloped nations and she said you know that that really just makes her feel good to know that the that that the youth of the u.s are doing that and the youth of other of other developed nations as well and you know she said you know her point to me was that that makes them understand that there is poverty there and that it will hopefully make people realize how good they have it And, you know, then we started talking about, you know, dreaming about things. And she said, you know, for me, when I was a little girl, she said it was, she said it's not, wasn't as easy for me to dream as it is for kids to dream today. She said, because now we have the internet and we have television and we can see other parts of the world and we can see other things that are out there. She said when I was growing, when she was growing up, that she could only see poverty and she couldn't see that there was anything else and it that that didn't stop her from dreaming it meant that she dreamt of something but she didn't know what it was she said she would go to the ocean and she would just look out over the ocean and dream of what's a, what's beyond the horizon and mm-hmm. that it just must be so different for people that do live in severe poverty that don't know what else there is out there that that you know they that they it would be harder for them to dream but yet you know from talking to her it probably probably isn't it's just a matter of of putting it out there putting it out there believing in it and what's interesting to me is in another life i was a sociologist which is a breed of an anthropology and uh i i uh in that time, um, when I was teaching in a junior college setting, I would always I, we would have we had a program on poverty, and one of the things that was interesting is that was in the research at that time, and probably is said differently, but maybe means the same thing nowadays, is that um, it sometimes people in poverty miss opportunities because they don't know what an opportunity looks like. Right. And I think so, that's exactly what she was saying is the same yeah. thing there, that you, you don't know what the opportunity looks like. How can you dream for something that you don't know? But yet she said she was able to do it. She just looked at and said, what's out there? Take me to what's out there. I want, I want better for myself. Yes, yes. Take me to what's out there. Uh, take me to the place where their dreams can be realized. And and what's so interesting is we're all sitting in that chair. We really That's are. Right. But Every so, one of us can do that. Yeah, yeah and I think I, w- I did want to comment on, on your collaging because in light of what you were describing to me yesterday about that, I mean, folks, we each have to take hiking boots. Um, I think maybe your your mountain dreams coming true. Right. Oh, I'm always surrounded by mountains. Even here, we yes. can see some mountains. So, if I want to get out of the mountains, I need to burn that collage. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is so true. 
see. You, you know, know I for, oftentimes say I don't even have to look at the collage anymore. I can see it in my I'm never home to look at it anyway, but you know, if it were it's as if it's just standing there. You know, there's a few things on there that haven't happened, but you know, it, it's almost the center of it is the, that focus on certain things. And um, I really think sometimes you have to re- maybe rethink and maybe quote-unquote re-journal what it is that you want because mm-hmm. you take, because there's th- times where, you know, there's opportunities that are there looking at you in the face, but because you're not living in the moment, you don't take those opportunities. And as I just said, there's things on that collage that haven't happened. Well, you know, there's opportunities for those to happen. I just didn't accept those opportunities. And maybe there are opportunities that maybe I, don't, I no longer desire or no longer need to, uh, to fulfill me and I need something less or more. So it's time to kind of do your own inventory again. And You're right. You know, yeah, yeah. Decide what I it is my, because... Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm living in this house. Your tree it's house. Such a blessing. <laughs> yeah, the tree house. I mean, although now I'm in the basement, but I'm in right. the, I live in this tree house. Now I'm surrounded by spiders. But um, what's so very, very interesting to me is the other day uh, when I, I was pulling my laptop out to bring it to you, and I had stuck it in the nightside table, and underneath it was my manifestation journal this, that has at the top dream, create, da 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 da. And uh, I found it that way, folks. I mean, I was amazed. I was led to the journal. And I thought, you know, I think I need to manifest again. I need, I, I've now reached that place where. I don't There's know. No what looking more. back. It's looking for. It's living now in this moment and using exactly. this moment to create what you want in the future. Exactly. I hope I've exemplified that to you when you've been here, Bob. I feel different, but the same. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I feel different, but the same. You know. With that, I would like to share um, a wonderful Muslim quote that I pulled up yesterday, and Bob, I shared it with you. The, the dilemma of us being in the same space. Uh, together is there's probably very little today that we don't that we, we haven't heard the other say in the last couple of days <laughs> but this is a beautiful piece of muslim wisdom and it says i never saw anyone as just as the world as long as you pursue the world it will pursue you but when you turn away from it and seek god it will leave you alone and its glamour shall no longer fascinate you. That's Al Hujwiri, and it's the Kash Al Mahab. I wish I had asked uh, Bob to tell me how to say this, but I think I'm saying it correctly. Please, I mean no dishonor to anyone, but it's Al Hujwiri, uh, Kash Al Mahab. I never saw anyone as just as the world. As long as you pursue the world, it will pursue you. But when you turn away from it and seek God, it will leave you alone, and its glamour shall no longer fascinate you. And just substitute humankind there for world as well. Yes, yes. The same, the same meaning. It just makes it a little more personal, maybe than. Yeah, but you know, there's so much. uh, There's so many things. And there was a time when I tra- I chased all those things. Bob, to me, there's no better evidence than this house is completely. I didn't buy a lot much new. No, not at all. Two Everything chairs. just fits perfectly, and there's like I told you, there's space to move around between things, and it's just. It was just sitting here waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's truly, truly amazing. But, but I and do the two think, chairs you, you know, bought were sitting there waiting for you too. At quite a bargain. They were. Yeah, they were. You <laughs> know, they were waiting too. It's it's just yep. amazing to me. You know, <laughs> you know, look around. It is. And yet, I have no desire for. It's not like I have a desire now to go on Overstock.com or go shopping and look. I went shopping for two new chairs for the uh, family room, and I said, oh. 
let me think about it, <laughs> you know. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's less of a hold on me. There was a time in the past when there would have been no thinking, my friends. I just would have popped it up and taken it forward. And what does that say? Yes, I have been blessed with some funds. But I've also had economic hardship at times. But I have been blessed with funds. I've been blessed with a wonderful life in terms of education. Um, I was blessed with being able to graduate from a a very respected law school in our country, and that in itself opens doors. Who would think, after being a lawyer for 25 years, anyone would care where you went to law school? But they do. Silly, silly people. Um, I was blessed with a lot that has given me security, and I worked for those things. And a lot of people justify the working to say, well, it's like somehow inserting the word work makes me better, them better, when they say, well, I worked for it. Ah, that's not what it's about. We're all the same. It's just that we each want different stuff. We each right, just, we all we long each... for different things, and we all work exactly. at everything that we do. There's, there's really not yeah. too many people that have, you know, there's there's some, but not many people that haven't worked for what they've gotten or worked to get where they are. Absolutely. My mom said to me, my mom is the best housekeeper. She doesn't clean houses anymore, praise God, because she's getting a little old, and, and that would make me sad that I wouldn't be able to make that not happen anymore. And so she does not thank the Lord. But um, she was the best, and, you know, she came and helped me move in, and she told me I had gone off and I was really tired when I got back one day. Well, you know what? I was just using my ba- brain. I wasn't really working. Isn't that funny? even from my own mom. But it but it, it tells me that every one of us has a different set of expectations. And here's what we're telling you folks. If you want to live like um Wayne Dyer, is it on Maui? I think it's Maui. If you want to live on Maui, then write that down. But if you don't care to fly in an in an airplane across the ocean to live on an island where everything is really, really expensive and you don't want that in your life. You want something simpler, then write something simpler down. But dare to dream. Dare to dream and believe that you are worthy. And, and that really kind of brings us full circle, believe it or not, back to not blaming others. Not uh, Don't accept your circumstance. Don't judge your circumstance. So don't, don't blame someone else for your circumstance either. Exactly. It, don't. You know, it's not. Yes. It's it's so easy for us to say that. You know, we may even in in our work or in anything where we work and personal life and anything that we do something, we've made the decision. We haven't. No one. You know, maybe there's some instances where someone really had a gun to your head and you had to do something, but I think that's probably a very rare case that you don't have your own mind and your own scruples and morality to tell you what to do that's right and and rather than say oh the devil made me do it or he or she made me do it it's accept that responsibility i think you know you're not you're blocking your own prosperity by by blaming other people and not saying hey i made a mistake yeah yeah exactly it's like it's okay to make a mistake it's okay to not be perfect you don't have to be it, it really when we're at our imperfect moment, and we all have imperfect moments, that's that's really our chance to redefine ourselves. How do I it climb is that out chance of- to live in that moment and say, ah, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's to say, ah, this is how it feels to be in this situation, and look, yes. you know, maybe I've caused others to be in that situation in the past, and now mm-hmm. I know, and I'm going to move on, and I'm going to be a better person, and not not cause that same drama for someone else in the future. Yeah, or try not to. And if I do, then I right. I need to I'm learning the lesson again. Exactly. Exactly. Right, and it's Saying, okay oh. to learn lessons again and again and again. We're yeah, that's and, part and, of being yeah. human. Hey, I've done this and I I didn't think about how it felt when I did it. And now right. I know how it feels, and I don't want to make anyone feel this way again. And then we say, oh, or if we can't tell, and we've all been caught in those moments where, oh, my gosh, I, everything seems to be going crazy here. What's going on? And we may not know our role in it. Well, maybe we don't have a role in it. Maybe it's just happening. 
But we can say, teach me the lessons of this moment and let it go. I am so amazed, my friends, at the effect of those simple words. I accept everything as it is. Teach me the lessons of this moment. Let me move forward wiser. Profound. I I can actually pinpoint when I'm caught in those chaotic moments and my insides are upset and my heart is hurting and I'm tearful and I'm going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then I go, ah, teach me what I need to know now. And they do. Yeah, and I think it helps. What I've been doing the last couple of weeks is when I learn a lesson, mostly it's at work, about a decision that I've made or that someone else has made is I'll just put it down in writing. Here's what I, you know, here's here's the situation as it stands now, and here are the lessons that I've learned from it. And, yes. you know, it, it does a couple things. It, it releases that from you so you're not beating yourself up because you've, you know, failed in some area or that you've, you know, and, and it's not always that you fail in something. You could have mm-hmm. succeeded in something and still learned lessons that could make you do succeed more or better. And or maybe it's someone else who's having. Yes. Right. And maybe, maybe you know, that you're writing it down and sharing that with others is going to lead them to not make the same mistake or lead them mm-hmm. to think about something in another way. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know... One time a friend said to me, and, and it was something that I um, i guess I, I really needed to hear, but I'm not sure that I really understood until recently. With, and and I really clicked for me last week when Brian made the, uh, told us the name of the book, and I believe the name of the book is something like what you – I have the, had the sheet here, and apparently I moved it – what you think about me – it doesn't matter what you think about me or something along those lines. It's not lines, my business. Right? Yeah. What you think about me is not my business. Right. What you think but about I, it's me. It's what I think about me because it's what I think about yeah. me that's my business. And it's and it goes along with this topic very well, too, because I'm not going to blame you for what something I did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, can't I'm not not, gonna... and, and, and I can't worry about what you think about me if I'm not going to blame you for something. But if I do blame someone else for something, I think you're opening yourself up to to saying that, yes, it's okay for me to worry about what you think about me because I've opened myself up to that by blaming you. Exactly. You've, you've now given that. You, you've now released responsibility for yourself, accountability for your own behavior, for your own choices. And and really, care, when you care about what someone else thinks about you, then you're basically judging that person too. So, and that's why the topic came up last week. And but when you are in a situation where you take away your own responsibility for your choices, then you aren't recognizing that you made at the time, the right choice that fit for you in the moment, even if it was chaotic, even if you didn't leave in love, live in, lead in love, excuse me, even if you didn't live in love, even if it was not your highest self, at that moment, that was the best decision that you had in you. The very best decision that was in, within you. And so it's like, you know... I've looked back on some decisions, and I understand why I was that person then. And then you say to yourself, okay, that's who I was then. That may be who I was then, but it's not who I am now. And it's less threatening to accept that you made in sociology, we said everyone makes the best, de- the, the right decision. That's a huge statement. Everyone makes the right decision. For that moment. <laughs> For that yeah. moment. Based on what they know at that time, that's the right decision. And then later, you know, they come to know more. And what that teaches us is to maybe ask more questions before we make decisions. 
Right, but it does not make decisions quickly and off mm-hmm. the cuff, but take in and take a moment to sit back and live in the moment and not just start, you know, firing away at what, what you think is, you know, many times to sit back and think about what's going on and, yeah. you know, also to realize um, sometimes that when people are not quick to make a decision, it's not that they're that they don't want to make a decision or that they think that their hands are tied from making a decision. It's because they're, they're, they want to make the right decision and take the time to qualify yeah, and sometimes, do that. Sometimes no decision needs to be made. Have you ever noticed right. that when there are times when you just sit back and you wait and then in the end you didn't need to do anything at all. It just all kind of worked out on its own. And it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, and and all of that worry and all of that angsting and all of that thinking about it and all that you were prepared to say to so-and-so, to so-and-so, to so-and-so, and it wasn't going to be your fault that you had to say it because why? They made you do it. Because it all ended up where yeah. it ended up anyway. Yeah, it all ended up where it ended up. (laughs) Exactly. And justifying. I guess that's what it's called, folks. That's what we do is we justify. Well, I wouldn't have done this. Yeah, if if they hadn't done that. You know, and so it's really their fault that it happened this way because they made the decision X, Y, Z. And you know what, folks? Who cares? Live your own best choice in the moment and you know what let go don't worry about the decisions other people are making let that go let it go literally let it go that's a profound statement it really is it's not coming from me it's coming from all that is is that sometimes that's right it would be a hard thing to do but you know if you if you can do that and let you know, let people make their decisions. And I bet if you just sat back and, as Michael always says, which always just makes me laugh, is I'm going to grab the popcorn and the Coke and I'm going to sit back and watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to live in the moment eating my popcorn and drinking my Coke. And mm-hmm. I'm going to watch, or Pepsi, and we're going to watch that movie and just see how it happens, but not be judgmental about it and laugh if I need to yeah. and cry if I need to. But it's, and be it's there not if my, you need me. Not, it's, right, and, but it's not for me to tell you what to do or for you to blame me. Yeah, you know, there's this wonderful Neil Donald Walsh card that I pull all the time. And and I, it reminds me because I get messages at times for people. Uh, and you know what, folks, if you'd ever like to have a program like that where we share, you know, we do some readings for people, you should feel comfortable to, you know, send us an email, send us a message. We do that. We would we would try. We we can't guarantee results, but we would see if, if the divine one wanted to give us any messages for you because we're a bit receptive, just like you're receptive, but you ignore it in your intuition. But this card is beautiful because it causes me to pause in the process of giving messages, and it is allow each soul to walk their own path. That's right, and that's not judging them for the decisions that they make, letting them make their own decisions, with or without advice that they've asked from you. Let them do what they need to do. And not judging it when they ignore you. And believe me, people ignore all the time. And not not trying to second-guess and make all the decisions for them. So you tell them, this is how you need to do it. This, This is the right way. This is the right way, and and you need to do it this way. I'm I'm the authority, but silently letting them work through the process themselves. Excuse me, I just closed the door. Even if you can see where they're headed, and then if you become involved. If you choose to become involved in someone else's life, then not blaming them because you did. You That's made that right. Choice. You really did. 
And don't be afraid to give people options, knowing that they may not take your advice. <laughs> you know, because oh, if someone perfect. if someone's asking you for advice, you know, it's because they trust your opinion and they trust what you what you have to say, or, or they're so, for some reason they're soliciting it from you. And it could be that your advice and seeing them not follow it might be a lesson for yourself. And not not that the lesson is that you shouldn't give advice, but it should be maybe to look back and maybe to reflect upon why they may have made the other decision, and but knowing that they made the right decision for themselves. Yeah, that we get to make decisions for ourselves. So if I decide to leave this room and run upstairs and shout at Bob, I have no inclination to do that. But if I would, <laughs> if I would. That's my decision. I can't get up there and say, look at what you made me do. Right. <laughs> Don't scare the spiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I know, I like to frighten those spiders to death. Mary you know, Jane's probably hung up if, the radio by now since we've mentioned spiders 70 times. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. They're, they were the real reason for the issue. Actually, the reason you heard the door close was because I had to get the... My, I have all around my house, folks, these spider things, <laughs> these spider catchers. And I had gone and gotten the spider catcher and was cleaning up because I was absolutely, although I'm not terrorized as spiders, I don't want them to die, but I do want them to go outside. And I was absolutely convinced that if I didn't immediately get rid of those spiders and take them outside, that they were somehow going to start coming around me. <laughs> <laughs> so while we were talking here in the air, I have have taken all the spiders outdoors. <laughs> she hasn't killed killed them. She's just taken oh. them outdoors. <laughs> yeah, just took them outside so that they could in, they could do their magic out there. Because believe me, I think if I had one day where I didn't pick up spiders somewhere, my entire house would become like that cave. I'm going to show my age in. Um, with family robinson that was completely full of spider webs although i don't have any (laughs) i don't have any giant spiders of that size but the point being folks you know what how interesting are you webbed up are you trapped in a spider web yeah exactly Are are you in are you trapped in the own web that you yourself wove around you and that and that you've taken and blamed everyone for everything that you've made decisions for and rather than accept the decisions as your own you've trapped yourself back in put yourself you've gone backwards and pulled yourself into a cocoon rather than coming out of that cocoon as a beautiful butterfly you've wrapped yourself up in this ugly spider web that's holding you back yeah you're claiming look at that spider they made me do it they pulled me in here. They webbed around me. They connected me, and they've trapped me. Folks, when we find ourselves looking at other people in an effort to explain our behavior, we're not going to have peace. We're not going to have peace. Because peace rests in that nugget that Bob describes for us. It's inside of each of us in love. And that means we have to love people with their freckles and their warts and their pimples. And their we have to love ourselves. And, you know, I never got a chance to read the quote I was going to read last week or this week. Please do. So maybe read we'll. It. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's too long to read. We don't have time. But it, you know, it kind of talks about, you know, the way that we love each other, that we find something that we love, then we stop loving anything else outside of that. We find a quality that we like. We like dark-skinned people, or we like light-skinned people, or we like people with long necks, or we like people with big mouths, and we and we push everything else aside, and we stop loving anything else but that, and it becomes makes us discriminatory in, in our love, and I think that the real message, and this is from Ibn Hazm, who was more well-known as being uh, an Islamic, writing about Islamic jurisprudence, but wrote a book about love that's called The, the Ring of the Dove, and it's just a wonderful book, and 
the the message that I get from that is, you know, yes, you might love something for a physical attribute, but don't not love something because it doesn't have that attribute. Yeah. Or don't just love that. At, just Yeah, exactly. And don't stop loving someone because that attribute becomes less pronounced. My friends, uh, we're running out of time here today. I think Bob's told us our topic next time. Uh, I think that sounds like a good one. You are each uniquely created, divinely inspired. Namaste. Bob? Thank you, everyone, for being here. Go out. Remember to be compassionate this week. Don't just think about being compassionate. Take action and show your compassion through action. May love enfold each and every one of you. Go out there and have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.